just a big old-fashioned big dong. Hey, is it true what they say? If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have the fiddle in the band. Depends. <laughs> that lead guitar is hard, but not for a Louisiana band. Depends on if all your exes live in Texas. Oh. <laughs> and if you hang your hat in Tennessee. Mm. I watched Roadhouse for the first time this weekend. It's the, a for the first time. For the first time. Michelle was also very upset about it. Terrence loves Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I've probably heard him talk more about Roadhouse than any other movie, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why? Because he th- rips the guy's throat out? Yeah, he's got, he's got some great fighting scenes. That's in your it. favorite. Yeah, yeah. So instant death scene. Love seeing people's throats ripped out. I think that was the first for me. When? Where else can you see people get their throat ripped out? True. Oh my God! This is street side. And the third New Year's time, Eve. the third time when he like stops himself, but you can see his yeah. hand in, in <laughs> like he's ready to do it. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> well, That's ridiculous. That was Mueller with the Mueller report, but he uh, he spared us all. He was like, look, I could do it. I could, yeah, I could do it. I could do it. I in fact, I wish a motherfucker out. would, <laughs> but I'm not going to. No collusion. I was in uh when I was in Texas the um car that I had you know I like made it a point to listen to NPR cuz I like wanted to go back to who I was in the in my early 20s both geographically but also sort of viscerally literally <laughs> so I was listening to a lot of NPR and then, so I got there on Thursday dude I swear to god NPR must have been reporting on the Mueller report until well after like midnight like they were doing like a live re- like they were doing live um, discussion about it for hours like it was 9-11 and I was telling Tom like they would have guests on and the host would be like so what does this mean does, would, will Congress pursue impeachment blah 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 and all like the vast majority of the guests were like yeah it probably shouldn't mean anything Congress should probably move on but like, basically like there's really nothing here and the host was it was just desperation the host was just like but I mean it was the most depressing thing I'd ever heard <laughs> and this morning they were still on that too. Oh, that's what they've are been. They are you gonna, kidding me? Are they going to pursue impeachment? And like the resounding answer is like, no, they ain't going to do shit. Nancy Pelosi's already said months ago they ain't going to do shit. He ain't worth it. Blah 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 blah. Well, last night, right before we started Roadhouse, impeach Donald Trump was trending on Twitter, and I had to shut my phone off, put it away. <laughs> what do you feel about impeachment, Tanya? I just don't care. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm completely wow. numb to the whole situation at this point. I'm like, wow. it, it him. I don't know. Fucking, <laughs> what are we, what are we pussyfooting around here for? I don't know. Uh, fucking, it, cancel the motherfucker. <laughs> Throw him into the Bermuda Triangle. Tanya Soprano <laughs> comes I'm out again. Over it. I want to fucking. I want his head on my fucking plate. I want to rip his throat out, fucking Swayze style. I'm just done with it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. We'll wrap him in carpet and throw him in the back of a dump truck. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's who... I I don't know. Maybe I don't have enough information. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, that's the weird thing about having a... I want to say, before we sort of get into any sort of political whatever... I am fed up. I'm up to here. I'm, I've had it up to here with people calling us ultra-leftist commie tankies. Are we? <laughs> this is the first I've heard of this. I'm going to go ahead and piggyback on something, too. 
What's a tanky? Why are you saying that? What's a tanky? Anybody caught me fat on the internet this week? <laughs> <laughs> I got a fat fucking dick you can munch on anytime you want to, bitch. I'm honestly so glad I wasn't in the video. I can't handle that type of exposure. Of, of, yeah, I can't mm. handle it. Yeah, it had like. I change my selfies once every three years. I can't take it. I'm cuter in person, honestly. I, I'm the same. I'm I don't, so much cuter in person. Come up here, visit. Everybody saw that video. So that, that don't really look like you. You don't look. You don't look that bad. <laughs> I didn't think you looked like, that like bad at all. I was like, thanks. You look fly I mean, as you, fuck. You yeah, there's a, people on the internet that think I look bad. You had a pop collar. Yeah. Also, let me just address that little <laughs> thing too. Yeah, Tom's defending his. Like, look, look, wait, 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 wait. wait. Before you address that, let me just say, okay, let me just say, I went to a wedding this past weekend, and you were my—I don't know how to put this. Like, when at at any point where I looked around and was like, "Am I dressed badly? You know, am I not fly right now? Whatever." If you have to I, ask, I was well. I was just thinking of Tom. Every time I think that, I think of Tom. And basically, Tom's mantra is: if you know the rules, you can break them. You know. And I was like, this man doesn't wear socks. He pops his collar on a jean jacket. And he makes it work. My oh, man. Oh. Not only that, Tom has also done the fashion, what many would consider to be, be the biggest fashion faux pas, and has managed to pull it off. D tying a tie. I was about to say. And doing the back longer. Longer. I tried to fix his tie one time. And he was like, "Get off me, man!" That's I was like, "I got a statement here." I was like, "But your tie's fucked up here. We're in public. You got you fucking coming Look, here most looking people like don't have the uh, the the bulls. <laughs> they had the fucking cojones to actually like stand out in the crowd, man." Well, the thing too. I is. think he said it's Italian or something. I don't Spreads even a tour. It spreads a tour. It's a it's a disheveled elegance. <laughs> I'm telling you, that he's got a whole every, and that's the thing. Like, because I, I have real bad insecurity about this kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know how to fucking dress. I'm colorblind, so I never well, really learned how to dress. I do say this too, and I think Tom would agree. If you're not taking risk, it's not fashion. That's true. No, <laughs> you're right. That's very true. Well, I was just gonna say, anybody that tries to tell me how to dress, you know, you, you wouldn't teach, you wouldn't tell Picasso how to paint. You know what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't tell. Uh, <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't tell oh Howard God. Schultz how to be a dickhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> this man is iconic. Okay. You wouldn't tell I just, any want, I just want to challenge anybody. Go down go down to Crittenden's, uh, Critton Rollins' place down there in Midway, Kentucky. Now, Critton Rollins was the head of polo forever. Oxford closed a lot of, like, you know, the big fashion uh, houses or whatever. Yeah. Just ask, go, just go ask Crit about me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Kurt Rollins showed me the, the fucking. He has the Duke of Windsor suits, like notoriously the the best dressed man Who's, of all. Who was the Duke of Windsor? What was the, his like claim to fame? Well, he he innovated he the, the short. He innovated the short pants fashion. Because <laughs> he was he was five foot four, uh -huh. and so he innovated. You know, you see guys now. They'll wear the cropped pants, like the high water pants, and I, I've done this. Now you got to kind of. I'm trying to think of how to switch it up because it's a little passe, but he innovated that because short pants make you look taller. How old? How long ago was this Duke? Not a long really? Time. Short well, short pants make you look taller? Yeah. It's hmm. news. Yeah, like, there's a rationale, like when you see guys that like you know go sockless with the short pants or whatever. I mean, it is kind of a, a fashiony thing, but also <laughs> it makes you look taller. It draws it so. 
See, I like wearing socks. Not aesthetically. I just like the way they feel. <laughs> well, unless it's fucking hot as shit, obviously. But yeah. mostly I like socks, you know? Yeah. Especially if you're dancing on the dance floor. You need a little cushion in, the, in your shoes. Yeah. Did you dance at the wedding? Um, there actually was not dancing. I was very oh. shocked about this because, like... At an Austin, Texas wedding? Yeah, my people... There was no two-stepping? My people generally... And, um, by that, my people, I mean people from Lee County, New Mexico... Uh, are renowned for uh, their ability to get absolutely shit faced and dance for several hours, but there wasn't what there wasn't any dance. I think what happened is like uh, maybe people just peaked a little too early, just didn't want to get out on the dance floor. I don't know. Classic thing that happens in your thirties that didn't happen in your twenties. Yeah, twenties weddings you go there and you know the score. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Willie Davis's wedding. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now contrast that with a wedding now. You know couple years down the line in your 30s and it's just like everybody gets a little too hammered too early and they just don't have that extra push you need once like midnight comes around you know what i mean so they're drinking for midnight <laughs> and the ones but, that do are typically unrepentant alcoholics <laughs> right right <laughs> yep which i've been there too well the last wedding that i danced the night away at the dumb dick that i took with me uh got so trashed at the open bar that he uh, got up in the middle of the night, went and peed in the floor somewhere because he thought it was the bathroom, then went and stripped off the, his clothes and got in bed with another couple. <laughs> dating, I know, am I right? I think I know who that was. Is that Softy? Da- dating, am I right? No, oh, it no, wasn't no, no. Softy. B- BB. It was BB. Okay. That motherfucker. My only, the only silver linings to that situation. I'm still so mortified by that because we were sharing a huge cabin this is in west virginia we were sharing this big cabin with a bunch of other people i didn't even know the couple some of the other couples i knew the couple he got in bed with but they came and woke me up like tanya he's in our bed i was like he's drunk just wake him up because i was asleep too drunk and he was like well he's naked (laughs) oh boy so i had to go there beat the fuck out of him i went there and punched him in the back as hard as i could he was like in fetal position. This dumb Didn't son even of a bitch. <laughs> he looked up at me and I was like, get the fuck up. Like I have not been, over. I mean, that's the maddest <laughs> I've been in years. Man, the sound quality of that, the fury behind what you uh, just said. Let me God. tell you, I never, uh, I never God. told you this, but my first trepidation I had when you started seeing that guy was you brought him over for Rook. Mm. And I somehow ended up on his team. And I was just fucking rolling. We were rolling. We could have, we could literally just sat the bid out and beat y'all. And he bid real big, yeah. But hubris took over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played three or four perfect, immaculate hands. And I'm like, okay, now we just got to coast out. Like, if we just get, like, one trick on the next couple, we're good. And this dumb bastard takes the bid four times in a row and gets set four times in a row. <laughs> And fucking Tanya's over here waving her trophies around. <laughs> Maybe he threw the game for me, huh? Yeah, could have been. I don't Find know. you a man that will throw the game for you. <laughs> anyway, the only silver lining to that is that Lemonade had just dropped the album. And I cranked it. Uh, I wouldn't let him speak the whole drive home, four hours. And I cranked it up as loud as it would go in my car and made him listen to it over and over the whole way home. <laughs> as punishment? Yeah. That pu- must have yeah. su- I enjoyed it. Listen to this really great album. <laughs> album, you, He's you like, dumb bastard. Is that what they do? Yeah, but it was all to prisoners in like Guantanamo. It was all Beyonce 
talking about what a piece of shit a Jay is. Does yeah. he have an affinity for Jay Z? And so in that situation, no, I just mean in that situation, I felt like oh, it was me getting to for. be like, I mean. You, I had this man locked in the car for four you hours. Boston. Yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> he probably didn't care. He actually fell asleep yes, twice, twice, and I punched him and made him wake up. I was like, "You're not gonna. This ain't no fucking joyride, bitch. You ain't, you ain't sleeping. Should we? Call? I didn't get no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him right now and hash it out. No, I, I'm saying like this sounds a little bit like uh, you went past retribution into malevolence, perhaps. <laughs> he assaulted other people in the sleep that's true that that's is true he, he kept pulling the i was drunk i don't even remember it you know well, you ain't even told me what happened sounds like he deserved it then he sure as fuck did he came off easy if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> what was your best wedding moment hmm. Hmm. that's a good question well i've had um I've had, I don't know, I don't know if I've been to enough to really, like, have a uh, good sample size. Good sample size. That was still a fun wedding. I was in the wedding. It was pretty fun without him, but he ruined the end of it. But my uh, friends got married in college, and that was a pretty fun wedding Uh, because (laughs) a lot of reasons. Reason number one. Our friend got ordained as a minister to officiate the wedding. And then she got piss-ass drunk. And I'll never forget her dancing to Soulja Boy on the dance floor. And her whole dress come up. And you could see her fucking thong. And her, the, the bride's grandma, there's literally video footage that we've replayed over and over again of her grandma saying, that's the minister. Because <laughs> she was fucking wild as hell on the dance floor. The wedding reception is truly the perfect marriage of the sacred and the profane. I agree. Just getting together and running off in the woods together. Because it's just, you know, very highbrow at points and then just very lowbrow <laughs> at other points. Well, what it is is, like, what I realized is that um, weddings are fascinating because you're bringing in... You know, when you have relationships with people, like friendships with people, like you are revealing a certain aspect of yourself to that other person. So, like, I'm one way around y'all, but around other people, I'm another way or whatever. A different Terrence. Right, right. A different, an entirely different person. And so, it's kind of like a nightmare in some ways. I don't think that's just you, buddy. I think everybody does that. No, no, I know. I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah everybody does that. And so when you're having a wedding you have to bring in all those worlds that you've been this person to all these other people. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and wait. try to figure out <laughs> what what the perfect amalgam of those three uh, it's, personalities it's, it's is like walking a tightrope between the twin towers or something you if know what worlds I mean? collide especially when your family and your friends are all together it's like Ooh. mixing friend groups families it can be worked with, but mixing friend groups is a very dicey proposition. Mm, yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> me and Tom, have ta- and me and Tom have talked a lot about this before. Like, um, yeah, it could be. It's it, you never know what's going to happen, and and more than anything, you're just scared that you are not going to come off as you normally do to them. Or I'm more usually afraid that one friend's going to embarrass me to other friends. Exactly. Yeah, yeah right, that's right. usually me. Especially like any of my any of my high school or college friends that fuck with my friends that 
now i'm always like oh god it's gonna be bad yeah it's gonna be real bad. me myself me myself i'm a chameleon <laughs> <laughs> you can take me around any friend group and i'm i'm gonna be all right yeah i feel that way too i feel like i i, I cannot imagine that i have a friend who would be embarrassed to introduce me to another friend See, the thing is, is I, I feel like I can be charming, right? Like in the moment, I can be whatever. But if you press me on certain specific issues, I, you know, Snakes Ray comes out, or you know Snakes what I mean. Snakes Ray, you I got you got a couple different situation packages. <laughs> Right. If you want to talk politics, you know what I mean? Or if you want to... Uh, That's what I was going to say. I, I, I can be the over-political friend. That's the thing. I've been... I was the over-political friend I can be ways. the friend where they're like, come on, T-Rain it in. Hit the blunt. Chill the fuck out. I'm like, but Joe hates poor people. Whatever, you know. <laughs> I, won't, <laughs> I won't blaze with this classist asshole. <laughs> You know, that's, uh, you know, but I much prefer that iteration of us to like, you know, when you're growing up, particularly in the South and you're faced with that weird situation where somebody makes like a racist joke or something like how you respond to it in the moment. Uh It's like, okay, you know what I mean? This literally just happened. So I'm I'm saying it's better to err on the side of, even if you come off a little self-righteous, still doing the right thing. Yeah, maybe. Well, here's the thing. It's funny you bring this up. Um, it's like I was standing in line in a, this taco truck line, and I feel like I made up, met all these people this weekend and told them to listen to my podcast. So oh my god, did you? They've probably heard this story. This will be the fourth or fifth. I never <laughs> talk about us. You never talk oh, about the taco truck story again. Huh? <laughs> Which, by the way, I yeah. Now that I think about it, like. I definitely had several bits I kept returning to, and people were like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, I live in an area ravaged by the opioid epidemic. <laughs> That's not a bit. That's a fucking buzzkill. No, it's also was, just a fact. <laughs> what I was saying is that everybody in... I was telling Tom this. Everybody in Austin has hope for the future. They're hopeful. Like Things are bright. They're like hot, and like things are on the move. You know what I'm saying? Here... That was really hopeful for the future. It's just kind of there. There is a future.org, <laughs> Terrence. Appalachia is a future. <clears throat> there it's, is a future. Look, I'm not saying either one, because the one, the thing about Austin is that it's a false hope, right? It's like everybody's like sort of very individualistic careerist drive to get promoted to the top of their tech company or something like that. But, um, so it's a false hope or whatever. But uh anyways. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting blank stares here. Nothing. Any good bits come out of Texas? <laughs> taco truck. Well, okay, so I was standing in line in this taco truck and um there was these people in front of me, um, from Hobbs, uh talking to this young couple from I guess Austin, and um they were ranking which immigrant like ethnicity group which was the harder worker like which one was the <laughs> so they were what like the f- yeah. this is uh just like South, man salvadorians <clears throat> get down. did you just step in there and truck? be like can i record you on saying this i need, <laughs> I need content <laughs> you don't understand I, are these white people i go to wed i don't i go to weddings not to crash them but to 
get content. Yeah. Yeah, no, these are these are white people. Content minor. Yeah, yeah. Um so uh no, yeah, but they were like they were like, Yeah, I mean like nobody wants to work, you know, at least those Central Americans that like they love to work. And that's it and like you can put them to work and they'll work. And 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 so okay. And so the thing is is that I was you know, I started doing this mental calculus. I was like, Should I hop in here? Like I don't want to you know, disturb the peace at this wedding, obviously. Not my wedding. I'm not an asshole. I don't want to, like, you know, incur some sort of, like, physical altercation or emotional alter. You know what I'm saying? You know, like that. And um, so what I ultimately decided on was I just stood off to the side staring at all of them incredulously for at least a... I did it for a good five minutes. So you were somewhere between the Snake's Ray situation package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And a, uh, oh, you want to talk politics? Let's talk politics package. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, probably pretty accurate. Okay, carry on. Yeah. Well, and they never noticed me, so. <laughs> they were so dilated into their own whatever that eventually I just, like, couldn't keep it up for much longer. Um, <laughs> because everybody around me was starting to watch me. And it started to become a bit. And I was like, okay, well, if this actually becomes a thing that, you know. Then I'm going to have to ha- actually have a performative woke interaction with these people. Package number six, I become the <laughs> meme. A woke exactly. interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was, there's like no way to actually have that conversation in a way that isn't... Unless you do it like immediately on the spot and just sort of like in and out. There's really no way to do it without it becoming some sort of like self-righteous, like performatively woke thing that will probably just result in some sort of altercation, right? I don't know. What would you have done? It's kind of like what we were saying earlier. (laughs) I think you were on to something, but here's what I would have done. (laughs) I would have stepped in there and told them the error of their ways. Yeah. And then I would have been like, after they like beat the shit out of me and all this (laughs) stuff and left me bloody, (laughs) got me in a fucking chocolate, I'd said, all right, it's Ecuadorians. (laughs) (laughs) Going to my head. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Yeah, well. What happens when someone tries to drag you into a political conversation and you actually don't want to do it? You don't want to deal with it. Well, that happened to me too. Because of the time. scenario. You know, you already know they're trying to get a rise out of you. Yeah. Like friends who I fucking know don't give a fuck be like, hey, Tony, who you going to vote for for president? Because they think that's what I care about. And then I'm going to like. Oh, I have crazy. tons of dumb friends like that. <laughs> they're they're, they're yeah. like, yeah, that's their their feather in the cap thing. Yeah, and I'm always just like, I don't fucking care who's president. Fuck the president. You vote, you voting for crazy Bernie, and they think <laughs> yeah. it's just such the sickest burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? How do you back out of it? I don't know. Uh, Usually, I, I would start getting some new friends, <laughs> or just like go. I don't know. There's several ways. I guess you could sort of be like sarcastic and charming about it, or you could be like just edgy. These are more about like it. my cousins and my friends from high school. Okay, oh, so like, people yeah, that are immune to charm. Okay, then you can. <clears throat> yeah, it's... I mean, you people know who my stupid friends are. They're not saying "Hang hey, you know, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> they don't care who I'm voting for. Well, if it's family, then usually I just go with like an edge lord response, like, uh, you know, I don't know, richer on the menu. You know what I'm saying? Something edge lord. Like yeah, yeah. You What's just that mean? just say something over the top that's oh. like so Oprah. absurd. Yeah, like 
<laughs> you know, I don't know. It's like I saw Tom. Like I kept getting questions about like. Apparently, it's like a big scandalous thing that um, Bob Ray's son has a communist podcast that Nick Offerman went on. So I had multiple people being like, "How's that going to work? How's oh, what going to work? Communism." Oh, so I was like, I. After a certain point, I just tapped out, and so I just and you know, you know what my go-to response is that <coughs> I go. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but Stalin's the one that got Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's all. That's I don't that's, think that's gonna work with my crowd. <laughs> well, and then then <laughs> and then they then they book in that with, uh, you know. Well, Stalin killed like X amount of his own people and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah. And then I'm like, it's an interesting t- tension and friction, really. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Tensions and frictions. <laughs> Mistakes were made. And then, you know, <laughs> Churchill and whatever. That's and how I got drugged into the. I told y'all last time I was on having to. I was fucking talking about organizing the military. I have no interest in organizing the military personally. Right, but that's what you said because you just didn't really know what else to say. I was backed into a corner and I was like, well, <laughs> I guess we got to get military the guns. Military coup d'etat is one way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It's certainly a path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably. Honestly, probably our only option. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell I you this. Know, and backed into a corner, I had no other. I, I was like, I don't know. I was, I'm sort of kidding. <laughs> Me and Terrence were talking earlier about, you had a new theory about the Overton window. Oh, yeah, yeah. And where it's going. That'd be something interesting to flesh out here. So, well, you know what the Overton window is. Sure, but tell me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like the sort of window of acceptable acceptable discourse. Is that would that be? Yeah. Like what's considered sort of Imagine oh, the strike okay. zone in baseball. It's imaginary. Gotcha. <laughs> well, the, okay. But depending upon who the umpire is, it could be a little to right. the left, a little to the right. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of like the Or is this what they call it? No, it's a it's a different word where it's like what defines what centrism is is how far we can move the fucking sort of like horseshoe theory is that what you're no describing? but continue it's, forget <laughs> it. there's only so far political axes maybe yeah like yeah. i don't know well um this is the thing like most of our politics are are informed by memes and so this is what you get like our sort of half-assed attempts to be like Put it on a spectrum or something like that. Well, I didn't get this from a fucking meme, but oh. it's just been a while since I heard it, so I <laughs> to, or read it. Um, so like, um, yeah, the Overton window. It's like the window of acceptable discourse. Like, what's okay to say and what's not. Um, yeah. And what's, and I guess maybe, well, anyways, like what I sort of gathered from spending the weekend with the Hobbs upper crust and a bunch of Austin yuppies. Is that, um, you know, the Hobbes upper crusts are conservatives, obviously. Uh, fascist, as we have just established, ranking the ethnicities <laughs> of various. Uh, oh, so this was just not just two dudes waiting in line. These are for, people you know. You oh, were. these are people I know, yeah, for sure. Um, and wow. s- <laughs> <laughs> Who is Terrence well, That changes my response. People? Anyway, Karen. No, look, this is why I'm in such a weird <clears throat> mood today. I went through this weird, like... Yeah. I went through this weird process this past weekend where I was like, 
had to step into old shoes, but I'm still who I am. But does that make any sense? So mm-hmm. I was like trying to like. Anyways, you catch yourself smoking mids again. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, a mess. Literally, gotcha. yeah, smoking cigarettes again. Oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I literally am like smoking cigarettes to be cool, and then running to the bathroom to hit my fucking inhaler right. like a goddamn maniac. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm with you. <laughs> Even though I did that also in my early 20s. <laughs> I had to do that as well just to be cool. <laughs> Anyways, um, I feel like a lot of these people already have an idea of socialism as like Nancy Pelosi and Obama. Like That's right? socialism? Yeah, like they're always referring to like mm. socialist Obama, like yeah. socialist Nancy and all this like... Even they called Hillary Clinton social. You know what I'm saying? So like they've already got this notion of that 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 it's like the far left, and so that's why like I'm gonna try to thread a needle here. But earlier this week, I tried to ask Tom. I was like, "This is a genuine question. Like, what's the functional difference between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie?" And like, I guess the best we could come up with is that Bernie just openly states that he's a socialist. As opposed to Elizabeth Warren, who doesn't, right? She says she's... She says she wants to save capitalism. Bernie just says he's a democratic socialist. That's that's it. Right. But he probably would save capitalism. Right. right. Functionally, they're... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very similar. I won't say they're the same. <laughs> I very ha- similar. I heard Elizabeth speak like I... Oh, I almost touched her. I was so oh, wow. close years ago in D.C., but... <laughs> She still believes Did you in trying a trying to get a DNA sample? To- yeah, I tried to grab a hair. <laughs> tried to grab, I was like, <laughs> I did the roundhouse. Um, she believes in a heyday of capitalism. What does that mean? Like, she speaks about, you know, it from... It was nicer at one point, right? F- economically. So, from, like, in the United States, from... I don't know. Fuck, I ain't read none of her shit. She's running for president. There's plenty of information we could get about her. I don't know what she's saying today, but, you know, I only retain things I hear directly, essentially. So, anyway, but, I no, I think she's still basically the same. It's like she uses these same bullet points as that from, like, 1940 to 1970 or whatever. Like, most of the economic growth in in the country was shared around yeah co- i mean comparatively to today for sure 1980 to now 100 percent of economic growth has went to the top one percent <laughs> right 100 percent. Right. and so she basically wants to return to that yeah so she's like saying like we have to figure out a way to make this work again yeah right which is basically what bernie wants right i mean i guess well, I haven't it's, really seen but it's, it's couched in different language though right yeah i guess has elizabeth warren called for like the nationalization of any major industries like because that's basically... No, and and no, no. Because Bernie did call for, I guess, the nationalization of the health, and health industry. Which is, you know... Yeah. I would guess that you would say... She's that not social. for universal yeah. health care? No. Actually, I don't think she is. No, no, she's not. That's the big blemish. On, I mean, there's a lot of big blemishes on the resume, but that's the mm-hmm. glaring one. So I guess she's just a very progressive... Well, I don't know. I guess my theory is that... Um, you could say that, like... If nothing else, the f- sort of function of social democratic parties, either in Europe or whether it's Bernie's campaign in America, is that at least they're sort of making palatable socialism um, for, you know, so that for like, a lot of people for a lot of pe- people. Right. Right. So like so I guess I feel like if a lot of these people think that anything to the left of Hillary Clinton is socialism, 
then you might as well just embrace communism because that's what they yeah. think anyways. Look, I'm just saying I just spent the past weekend being called a communist and mm. like it's like, well, if that's what you think, then I don't really see what's controversial about taking that word back. I don't think it has the sort of stigma people under like think it does because they because like the people who are stigmatized by it already use it pejoratively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's I'm a bitch. I'm a mother. I'm a commie. <laughs> I'm a whatever the song. That's how the song goes. <laughs> I'm a commie. I'm a. I haven't heard that version of it, but daughter, I don't know. Maybe that was the uh, B side version. <clears throat> well, uh, when we we uh, interviewed um, Kaz, Kaz said something interesting that I hadn't really thought about before, but said that you know because they were an organizer for a socialist organization, and they said you know I'm a communist, but I see socialism as the best vehicle to communism. Yeah, that's what Cass said. Uh, when I when I was in Cuba and would talk with like communists there, like young people, they had the same take that like socialism is sort of a bridge to communism. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like intended to be like where you stop. Get you there, yeah. Necessarily, right, right, right. Which is interesting because here it's almost like we just use those two words interchangeably. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But commie definitely has a very... Uh, communism has a very... Di- I'm talking about amongst ourselves. Right, 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 communism, right. socialism, we kind of use them interchangeably. But yeah. when we take that out of our circles, communism definitely has more of a stigma than right. socialism does. And Bernie, you know... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess obviously he's not going to embrace communism. I guess that's not what I'm... I'm not asking Bernie to do that. and He's not going to. Because, <laughs> yeah, we, um, we can't get this man to renounce Israel. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, and plus last night in that town hall, he said something along the lines of, um, you know, when we talk, because the, the moderator, I guess, asked him, like, what do you say to people whose first idea of socialism is authoritarian Soviet Union or Stalinism or whatever? And he basically, his answer was pretty much anti-communist. His, his answer was basically like, you know, um, what I'm talking about is nothing like, it is very much anti-communist. It's very much not communism. No, he, so he said... Uh, he, he, I don't know if he said it directly, but he he literally said it's not communism. Like it's um, I I can't remember the way that he framed it. I found to be kind of interesting because I in the past I've died on the hill of being like nothing he said has been blatantly anti-communist. <laughs> but I remember reading it and being like, fuck, I guess yeah, I gotta walk that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you Do this. Do you think they because of Omar they are all like never gonna say shit about Israel again? Like they're all terrified. <laughs> well, I think that's like that's the issue, right? They've they've pulled the trick of if you're critical of Israel, they equate that right. with anti-Semitism. Well, they're going to have to though, because the Israel's policy that, like, look, just today Israel was talking about. There was a story about them wanting to build a, a settle a new settlement in the Golan Heights and calling it like Trumpville, and calling it naming it after what? Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real story. That was a real story that came out. And this is like this was like an Israeli like agency, like a state agency, not like it was the prime minister's office that tweeted that out. It was at well, it said PM of Israel. I guess that the prime minister. I'm mean, assuming. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you, Tom. Well, no. I, my question is this: is like, so what would you say to our friends that would say something like, um. Well, Bernie's running for president, so he has to walk a line, or he has to, you know, be a little more judicious with his words, and, you know, 
Like, obviously, like, like, are we off base to uh, hold his feet to the fire of such things? And it's like, I don't know where to land on that because I get the idea of being tactical or whatever, but also understand that words kill people sometimes, a lot of times. It's just like, where does it end? I mean, this feels like the KFTC fucking how watered down possibly (laughs) how could we possibly water down like the age-old do we go for what's politically possible or what we know we need what is like in our vision and i'm just like where do where's the fucking end maybe maybe it is uh what word did you use um of that um what part even if it is bullshit and we shouldn't, you know. It's if, a bridge to something else? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm sorry. I'm trying to say, I just don't know where the line is. If you're going to be like, well, because I felt like this when, fucking, uh, what's her, should rain it in saying what's her tits and what's his dick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to quit saying this. It's not right. Angie Hatton. Representative Angie Hatton. That's my cousin now. Well, yeah, I used to love Angie and get drunk with her. And then she said she fucking uh, was against abortion and all kinds of crazy shit and voted for Trump to get into office. And I'm like, and then she gets up there and votes like a Republican and has the audacity to say, well, uh, they'll vote me out. Well, what's the point in having you up there if you vote like them any goddamn way? (laughs) What is the fucking point? Well, that's and, and really the interesting part is that is sort of what sparked the whole wave the bernie wave that you know spawned aoc spawned Ilion, spawned a lot of you know different people some good some not so good some okay some whatever um but it's interesting to see it come back now to where it's like there's there's people like that ostensibly agree with us that would like want us to not not us specifically but people that would like vocalize these criticisms of bernie or whoever uh-huh. to kind of like you're gonna fuck this up and you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah just, just, and it seems to me it seems to me and and when, and when people say and listen I'll, I'll, I'll take a little shit for this i don't care it seems to me that that when people run these type of campaigns and they actually get in there, they always get more conservative than when they even were on the campaign trail. You know what I'm saying? Have yeah. To Obama. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like I, there, we have no evidence to believe that people are li- going to lie now so they can be tr- tell like, the truth you think, later. You think, Bern, you think Bernie's just being like soft on Israel because like once he gets in there, he's going to like fucking like chart, like fucking go after Netanyahu for war crimes or something? No. It's like that's not gonna happen. This this is what I, I just it, it, this is how this is how I feel anytime people that there's just like a Bernie fucking explosion of of def- defending these people. Like we shouldn't waste our breath defending people. If if you have chosen to run for president of the most bloodthirsty empire, and you can't stand on your own two feet and the stupid things that you say like <laughs> I, we have no reason to defend these motherfuckers right. it's like i just don't i just don't understand why you got to get up there and do the dance for for a fucking just disgusting fucking like apartheid state like no. it just as part of the deal you know what i'm saying 
Yeah. I'm like with you, you can call yourself whatever you want. That's not fuck it. That's not a left position. Sorry. And that's not something that we should just. Yeah, that's the obvious thing to vote for. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. And I, if that's if that's tanky, then what the fuck? What? What is that? What tanky <laughs> means? Is that what tanky means? Uh, I think when they say tanky, they refer to like people that you know. Or like Stalinists or whatever. Oh. It's tank like, is an army tank. Yeah, or tank somebody top. quit our Patreon because they said we were pro-Stalin. <gasps> it refers to. Uh, what? Are you fucking stupid? Like. Oh it, shit. It refers to like the 1957 invasion of Czechoslovakia by the Soviet Union. I don't know. I think I got that year wrong. Maybe it was in the 60s. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Yeah. Um. But I think what it is, it's it's incredibly difficult to hold several things in your mind at once. The first is, like, your indignant moral outrage about the state of things. But the second is, like, your need to engage with a system that is inherently reactionary and designed mm-hmm. to push you out. And so that's the thing. It's like... um. And- and a third to that, because I think that this is really important to remember, like, we don't have all the fucking answers, and we are living in horrible situations. <laughs> like, well, this is... Yeah, 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 So there's a bunch of shit that we're holding. <laughs> right? But I, I just... I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The third thing is trying to take in the unbelievable amount of information every day. Like, we, we I think on average, what, we see like 4,000 images a day or something ungodly? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. There's fucking numbers about this that are scary, but strategy you want me to uh, daily be like calculating in my head i can't even calculate my own fucking bank account and you want me to calculate (laughs) based on all the information i'm getting daily a a a coherent strategy about how the presidency should go well it's i think it's like what i'm saying is that by having to operate within a system that is inherently reactionary you have to make compromises and then that that is what really is hard to sort of that's the square that becomes hard to circle yeah as mm-hmm. a uh, as a person who has moral indignation about the state of things having to then compromise on certain issues to see part of your sort of political vision achieve power or or whatever most of the time when someone asks me well especially recent recently but in the past too who do you want to be president i say no one no one who wants to be the president of the united states is someone i want to be in power that's how it feels you know what i mean like i just at this point i'm just so well there was an interesting thing it was really funny people yesterday on twitter were saying well okay because you know yesterday was the day that elizabeth warren were recording this on tuesday so was the day that she had put out this student debt forgiveness plan right. like 600 something billion 610 or 620 dollar billion student debt forgiveness plan which by the way i think i was unaware there was that much student debt out there it's 600 billion yeah it's fast approaching a trillion i think i have it written down yeah a, a 640 it's what billion. it's like what we in the business call a bubble <laughs> and that's not even all of it <laughs> she's not proposing to do away with all of it 640 billion is just a portion of it Wow. Which is phenomenal, right? Yeah, it may have it may have topped a trillion. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and, and how, how could they not 
admit that this is affecting the economy. Well, that's the thing that's so maddening about it. We live in, a, in a transparently ridiculous country led by transparently ridiculous people. <laughs> And we can't do anything about it. Like, you know, like the, uh, like when we were watching, like when we were big on fucking hypernormalization, they were talking about like the later years of the Soviet Union. This is what this is. Yeah. Like, this is what we're living in. We're living in the American version of that. And Jacob Bacharach pointed that out with like, I think he posted something about uh, the Boeing jets and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like all our criticisms that in our like civics classes and stuff that we hoisted at the Soviet Union when we were kids can be said about this country right now yeah well it's the thing is and this is another thing i realized yesterday over the weekend is that the people at the top of the system have gotten very sloppy incredibly i think they've gotten pretty sloppy i'm in and um and i think trump is the best manifestation of that he is the perfect face of fascism that doesn't know how to implement itself yeah. It's just the sloppiest sort of kind of decadence where like the rich have gotten so comfortable and they've gotten so self-assured of their own continued existence that for some um, random, you know, guy in Hobbes to be, you know, gaining cultural purchase, espousing communism, like you could tell they're just like, what? <laughs> Like, that's not something that should be happening. This yeah. is why impeachment is like a funny conversation to me. I'm just like, I don't. This is why this, and this is why the. I, this is what I really wish I could impart to the Bernie people. It's that <laughs> you Bernie people. Yeah, well, and I consider myself part of it, but yeah, I'm, just, like, I, I'm, uh, I'm on the sort of left, lefter wing of that. But this is what I wish I could impart to a lot of them, is that I think the people at the top have gotten sloppier than normal. Like they, you know. And I think that's a fun, sort of function of. Oh my God, I'm almost out of space. I think they. I think it's sort of a function of how much wealth has been produced in the last couple decades. So they got a lot of sloppier. Right. And then there's the added component of just general outrage among the rest of the sort of working masses. Right. And so I, I just like I want to impart to them that people are madder than you think. The people at the top are sloppier than you think. And what you have is a recipe, in my opinion, for a fucking revolution. Yeah. A, a, an event, and I'm not using this word lightly, I'm talking about an event that goes deep into the sort of institutional and cultural beliefs and mores of this society and rips them up from its very roots. We're talking about altering social relations and... You know, not to mention economic ones. Like, I think that that is out there. I mean, maybe people would disagree. Maybe they'd be like, oh, this country's not ready for a revolution. I don't think it's ready for a revolution right now, but... um, but This is this is the difference between a... Uh, people see that everything's artificial. Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah, and we know that. Yeah, and we know that they know that we know that... <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, right. I almost sound like the Eddie Murphy bit. <laughs> hey Norton <laughs> I know that you know that I know that you know that you want to fuck me <laughs> uh, no but but that's absolutely right um, yeah it's um. It, it, here's the thing too here's the thing too and this is what kind of chaps my ass a little bit about the whole like be cool thing you know what I mean don't ruffle the, the, the Bernie's coronation and all this kind of shit it's like one, you don't know where the fuck I come from. <laughs> what the fuck the situations that 
I've seen, that my people have seen, that, like, my mom's on a goddamn liver transplant list right now and still has to go to fucking work after retirement, after working somewhere for 30 years, to make $180 a goddamn week. I'm not trying to hear from some upwardly mobile fucking dipshit about, like, shut the fuck up about Bernie, you're going to ruin this for working people. Quite frankly, you don't know the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also another thing that I've wanted to point out is that if Bernie loses, let's say he gets the ele- nomination and he loses, it won't be because three dipshits sat in a cabin talking shit about him on a podcast. Right. <laughs> It'll be because of the long-standing... Which, which would also, in turn, be the left version of the Russiagate Facebook ads yeah. thing. Well, no, it would be the left version of people in 2000 who said that people who voted for Nader basically yeah. you know, gave George Bush the election. Yeah. Mm. Regardless... It's not because of that. It's because of the long-standing anti-democratic structural issues of living in a federalist system bound together by the most reactionary document in Western industrial society, the Constitution. That's the the point. Joshua Clover, who we had on the show a few weeks ago, pointed this out on Twitter today. It's like, you know, like... What makes you think that the liberal state is just a, a vehicle or a device that you can just summon at hand to beat back capitalist capitalism? And you know what I mean? It's there's never been a period in history that that has ever worked. Ever worked. The closest it got was the New Deal and the period immediately afterwards, and then look what happened. Which is which is funny, and I want I want you to stop there because I was thinking about this the other day, thinking about it in 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 terms of Medicare for all and all this stuff. Do you know why universal health care wasn't included in the New Deal? No. The American Medical Association said they were concerned that the medical profession would lose its prestige. Oh, really? And that's why that Roosevelt balked, because he got so much pressure for being a class traitor. Because the AMA came out and said said that. No shit. Yeah. So we could have had, you know... This whole time. Since the 20s. You know what I'm saying? Just because... uh, Yeah, when was Roosevelt? I mean, our... It's just... It's... Yeah. It's just like a devastating line of conversation. Because... (laughs) You know what I mean? Because, like, our school systems are all still based on the system that the Big Ten created, which was to prepare every worker in the country for the same assembly line no matter where they lived. Yeah. That's the same education system, public education system that we all three came up through and that kids are in right now. Right. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It's unfucking believable. And it's like, I don't trust, we have a justice system that has never delivered justice and you expect us to dance around for an impeachment trial? Through a fucking yeah, it's just it's just less. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make sure that this episode we don't lose it halfway through. Can we take a break? <laughs> I have to pee. Yeah, let's take a quick break then. Hold on. Um, did you all listen? I think that um, do y'all remember the? Uh, <clears throat> I think that what this country needs <laughs> is um, <laughs> what the world needs now. I think that what what we need right now is an, another ice bucket challenge. <laughs> you remember the ice bucket challenge? Yeah, for was it Alzheimer's or ALS? What are we raising okay. awareness for this time? Um, this time, so sugar diabetes. No, it's so that we don't. I think instead <laughs> of canceling student debt, Elizabeth Warren should do the ice bucket challenge, and um, just to raise awareness of it. So next time they have a town hall, 
They get eyes. Dude, yeah. if if she really canceled <laughs> all student debt, I know motherfuckers that would chop their finger off Yakuza style. For <clears throat> that, fuck the ass bucket challenge. Yeah. Sure, wait, wait, so. <laughs> to pledge their I loyalty to Elizabeth Warren. To Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. If you unshackle me, I'll give you a limb for my firstborn child, whichever you want. Tom, we went to in-state school. Surely we ain't got it that bad. Uh, I know people... Are you joking me? I used to max out my fucking loan so I could gamble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. I'd take my refund check to fucking Caneland. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um, oh, God. No, uh, so... Wait, where were we? We're talking about Elizabeth Warren. We would we adventured into some ultra leftist territory for sure, which Tankies. is what, was what people would call it. Now I know. Um, put the album cover art. I just want the album cover art to be masterpiece, big gold tank, and to make them say on a video. Get like them diamond tank pendants to my room. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well, <clears throat> so you watched this town hall. It, it, clear something up for me. Was this five different locations? Yeah, I was confused about no, that, No, it was all the same location. They all just took turns on the stage. They weren't on the stage together. They just like... Okay, they were never on stage all time. together. Yeah. Were they afraid of... Was they afraid a brawl was going to break I out? I think or? what they were afraid... I think what they were afraid <laughs> was that... Uh, Pete Buttigieg, up, Buttigieg was going was gonna to wet them with that... <laughs> with his big AR-15 yeah. or whatever he was packing what? in there. He's too dangerous with it. Have you seen him with it? He's too dangerous. Hmm. What are y'all talking about? There's a, a picture that went viral of uh, Big Pete holding a AR in a very strange way to <laughs> think uh, Nate way Matt from Bev Hell of a Way to Die pointed it out. It's like, why would you hold that gun that way? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway. It's because that's the way you hold your gun if you're in the military and you're now running. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Or uh, South, South Bend, Bend, Indiana. In, Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's my takeaway. And granted, I was flipping back and forth between the NBA playoffs, so I wasn't paying like super, super great attention. But my big takeaway was the kids asking the questions were all from Harvard or this like Catholic school up in New Hampshire. I forget where. And they were the biggest bunch of fucking killjoys I'd ever seen in my life. And then like Bernie said, like, you know your generation's the most progressive generation ever and that's something you should be very proud of and i was like have you are you listening to their questions like you had the one girl that was like uh fuck what was her question it was something like um well there was one i saw about and i don't know if this was the same person or if they if she just put her question on twitter but it was I am from Chile. We tried socialism, but socialism failed when the CIA backed a coup and assassinated Allende and installed Pinochet. Given the past failure of socialism in Chile, how will you make sure we won't have death squads? You say oh you, you say like this is this is insane because it started off I was like, okay, well, we acknowledge that the CIA overthrew the government. Well, well, well. So she was <laughs> saying that it was socialism's fault the CIA overthrew Chile. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? It, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, well, the next question is even funnier. The next question is hilarious. You say you want to prosecute all war criminals, but that would mean Harvard would lose half of its faculty members. How will you make sure we have some teachers if you prosecute all war criminals? No, that's that's <laughs> that's actually a brilliant question because that's somebody just trolling. This is this a if troll? somebody's asking that, that in earnest. Right. If somebody's asking that in earnest, then that kid gets do not pass go. Did do I just not get trolled? Collect two hundred dollars to the fucking yeah. Uh, there's no way they asked that on a CNN town hall. I think hall. this is real, Tom. 
No, this has to be. Well, th well this, this has to be. This oh, girl that is. asked. Fuck, you're right. I'm going to have to delete this. Fuck. <laughs> delete what? I got, I got, tw uh, it's irony. It's got to be irony. Is it fake news? I said, I said, anytime anyone is like, anytime anyone steps to Trillbillies to. Did we, did we get got? Ah, uh, you, damn it, man. I was, I'm going to have to go back and, uh, you know, like the little cartoons that say, like, how many days since accident? How many yeah. days <laughs> How many days since I've been owned by irony? <laughs> back to zero. Monsta. I think I only zero. noticed it because someone was responding in earnest to it, so. Oh, okay. Anyway, when people come for Tribulates, my official line is, it's fake news. What do you want me to do? Interesting. <laughs> What's your reaction to that, Ben? What's it, have you gotten any good reactions to that? Me? No, they just drop it, so I don't have to deal with it anymore. The so the girl was basically the that the Harvard girl that asked in earnest Bernie about like the atrocities of socialism, the failures, blah 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 blah, in whatever. Chile. Not in Chile, just wherever, uh -oh. you know. And uh, you know, it's basically that line, and then come to find out that she grew up in a nine million dollar house in Silicon oh. Valley. It's like all these oh all these kids were plants, and like here's the thing about the Bernie part of the CNE, and you know, and look, we were critical Bernie, okay? But I will say this: I will give I will give Bernard this is fucking a. You keep walking to these fucking CNN things that are designed to do one thing to generate headlines for the hill.com yeah and that's it it's like All oh saying since bernie thinks joe cars are nice should be able to vote <laughs> that was crazy the marathon bomber the question was about the question was yeah. about should people in prison be able to vote and bernie supports that and then fucking anderson cooper whoever was up there beside him said so what about rapists, murderers? What about Joe Carzarnayev, the Boston Marathon that. bomber? And it's like <laughs> Anderson Cooper, Anderson fucking Vanderbilt, little fucking twat said that only because, only because to generate those kind of like sensational headlines to try to discredit Bernie. 100%. Yeah. 100%. In some ways, it was crazy. That headline, I was like, "Wow, okay." I'm sure that's what he came out of the gate saying at the fucking well, CNN they, they town even, hall. They even gave him a chance to walk it back. This is the thing I really like about Bernie. They even gave him a chance to walk it back, and he was like, "No, I mean, I'm going to get attack ads over it." But like me on Drillbillies, <laughs> you all are often like, "Walk it back." Well, yeah, walk it back. Well, and I'm uh, like, eh. you sure you want to? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, God! Oh, um, yeah. It's just this is only the beginning, y'all. This is only the beginning of these fucking. Uh, another another hilarious thing Ugh. they did, like they had like a CNN moderator person up with every candidate, and they like matched them up by like race or like sexual orientation because Pete Buttigieg was like Anderson Cooper, and Don Lemon was Kamala Harris. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? I don't know if anybody noticed that, but I thought that's the most like just on the nose, on the nose woke shit that you get. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, that's the thing about the Buttigieg stuff that is really like scraping the bottom of the barrel because they keep going after him for um, not hiring enough black cops in South Bend. It's just like, is this? Where we're at, this is where we're at, and he and he has to like you know sort of acknowledge this. Uh, I think he acknowledged it last night. Like I want to be clear. Like I acknowledge that I 
wasn't as woke as I should have been. It's like we're talking about cops here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can bet your ass if there were a roving band of uh, of uh, lesbian mercenaries <laughs> patrolling the southern border and shooting people that came over, Democratic Party would be like, fuck yeah, slay queen. Yeah. Slay queens. Yeah, you're totally right. Were there any questions about the concentration camps at the border? I didn't catch any of those. Something funny. Because there probably weren't any. Well, it's it's it was fun. It was so weird and disorienting to see Buttigieg is, is like just the rapturous applause that came with him saying uh, people locked up shouldn't be able to vote. Like he almost got like a fucking standing O. Yeah. And it was bizarre because it's like yeah. Okay, even if you believe that, that's not like anything to like. I think I really think that not all kids and I don't want to say this because like I don't want to be like kids are dumb blah 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> whatever but I think there's a certain class of like elitist kid the kind of kid that might go to Harvard or some like private Catholic school or whatever that is so scared to death of their own safety because they've never had to feel unsafe a day in their life they're yeah. just not conditioned for it that they really like just beat off to shit like that like oh, yeah. like uh, oh my god a gay mayor that's going to like put more cops on the street hell yes a deep visceral reaction to it i think you're right yeah you're right for and sure. there was funny because anoa changa tweeted that then there was the one black girl that just looked yeah, around you could tell like she was astonished looking around like, like what the fuck is this well on twitter she even tweeted out the video she was like look at me at like 38 seconds the look on my face she's like what the fuck is going on? Looking around at all the other kids that were asking questions. That were cheering the uh, the thing that Buttigieg said about like nobody in prison needs to vote. Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like even even human, if that's your position, they people literally don't think human beings that, are in. I mean, yeah. it, it is it is like you know Trump. People believe what Trump says. These are animals. Like that's not just about the border. They believe people behind bars are animals. Like they don't see them oh, as yeah, humans. Oh yeah, no question about it. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, I I didn't watch it, so I just the only thing I got was I read the New York Times recap of it. I just didn't, couldn't understand why. I figured they must have been talking about impeachment because that was all over the timeline. I didn't catch the impeachment bits. Yeah, I, I think, caught a little bit. I of think it was. They they did talk about it. Um, yeah, they talked about it because Amy Klobuchar is in the Senate, and that's what I, I. That's the first place I caught was Klobuchar's comment about. I wish I could staple a college diploma underneath all your seats. Don't look. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> you sit down, you get the staples in your The one thing, though, and it's a lot of people, uh, Felix and a bunch of other people point this out on Twitter, so it's not like a, a you know. Not off the top of the original, An original observation. It's an original observation. But, like, it, it is kind of funny that, like, Amy Klobuchar has zero chance of winning, but like her brand is like, I'm just going to tell you the hard truths. That's the thing. And she's not swaying from that, but she <laughs> thinks that's going to hold water. She's the candidate who has positioned herself as the heartland uh, speaker. You know, like the person who, the soothsayer. Oh, is she a real American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Minnesota? Yeah, she said that she's won every district. <laughs> she said she won every congressional district in Minnesota, including Michelle Bachman's uh so 
that's her thing. She's like, I know what real Americans want. But I thought that's what people were saying about Buttigieg or whatever his name is. Yeah, he, he's also <laughs> of that sort of he's mold. He's the fucking... Yeah. He's the only person running a red city. <laughs> South Bend's not a fucking red city. It's fucking Notre Dame. I mean, it may very well be, but like I'm sure it's like every other college town, probably disproportionately liberal. And It's yeah, Indiana. Absolutely. Absolutely. They elected fucking Mike, Mike Pence <laughs> for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's so hilarious. But he, but Buddy just plays the whole like, I've got my finger on the pulse of rural America. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you're the fucking mayor of a town of like two hundred thousand people, like an hour and change from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not the bread basket, yeah. pal. So those two are the sort of heartland whispers, and you've got Kamal Harris who. Literally. Cop. Next question. <laughs> yeah, no, it was hilarious. She was like, "That's a conversation worth having." She was on skate. She Kamala Harris of anybody up there did the worst because she was just on skates the whole time. I don't because you could tell she's trying to distance herself from that whole cop thing yes. and like that thing she openly embraced. Like she yeah. reads the tea leaves, but she hasn't formulated her like sort of positions <laughs> enough to like give them off the cuff, like on yeah. the spot. And so like her go-to line is um, is. Um, that's a conversation worth having. Yeah. Doesn't she have Hillary's people? Didn't she hire a bunch of Hillary people? I think so. She may have. I'm pretty sure know. she has the same, like, comms director or something. See, I know this because hey, Leon is being Leon. so... Hey, what up? He's been... He's, he, you could tell he had a real lonely weekend. Aww. I did, too, actually. <laughs> for many different Leon reasons. has his palm on my shoulder. I love it. Kam- yeah. Kamala, Kamala Harris is... Uh, we need to have a conversation <laughs> about that. Is, um, is That is, like, uh, her... Like Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, when he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, it's just like, and things of that nature. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So what do you call those? Um, just sort of idioms, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know Kamala Harris is, you can tell that she's not sure who she wants to be, because that's who I was the past few days. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> do I give him the Kamala Harris package? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Snakes Ray, it was Skates Ray. It was Skates Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel sorry. For, I kind of feel sorry for her because we've all we've all told a big loose one where the timeline doesn't really match up, and like you didn't calculate that before you just let it fly. Yeah. But she was talking about well in college I might have smoked pot and listened to a little Snoop Dogg, and yeah. then it's like Snoop Dogg wasn't out till '93. Yeah. So now she's 80s. maybe a little hesitant to say anything because she's like, I'm gonna get caught on. I'm gonna yeah. get caught. <laughs> Because yeah. now, like, once you're branded that, they're just going to be looking for it. They're going to be fact-checking everything she says. Right. So, yeah, she was on skates all, all night. Right. So maybe, like, the two only serious candidates there were Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Right? I mean... I didn't catch any of Elizabeth Warren's. They are the only two serious candidates anyway, right? I, I would say so. I don't know who else is really... Cory Booker is in it. Um, I've not seen nothing from him since that Hot Pocket fucking picture i heard nothing Corey's not Corey's not doing well <laughs> I heard and i'll tell you another Corey. one's not doing well is beto is not trending in the right direction where the fuck has beto been yeah where's but no no i do I, I keep hearing i've heard more about rosario dawson than cory booker, than Corey well. booker. <laughs> that's what that's what that's his problem he's got he's uh he's, he's just he's just got that new he's He's hiding behind black women like the rest of America. Well, what he's no, what he's doing? Damn, Tanya, you literally just dropped the mic as after you said that. Bastard, <laughs> Cory Booker, go to hell. No, what he's doing? He's pussy drunk. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, Corey's pussy whip. <laughs> he's, puss, he's pussy drunk. You think he's, he's just like, no, he's just getting, he's just like. He's making grand He's just like fucking statements. I just want everybody to be together. That's no, what you say when you're... Everybody knows. When you don't first, forget where you come from. <laughs> hot pockets. When you first get in a relationship, you get pussy drunk for about six months. <laughs> you know what that is? Tom, it's some like, would call this love. Your, high, your, high, your hygiene goes to hell. Your job performance goes to hell. You can't do anything but think about getting that next hit. You know what I mean? I did it. And, and tough on him. He's running for president during this time. Yeah. So he's sleeping in. Yeah. Got a lot of date nights. Just not taking uh, drug company money anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> oh. Rosario needs to leverage that. Leverage his pussy drunkenness. Well, right. here's another difference in while we're trying to figure out the differences in Elizabeth and Bernie uh, is f- their fundraising. Right? Mm. Oh, yeah. That's tr- that's a good point, Tanya. I don't know where Elizabeth Warren's money mostly comes from. Well, she's refusing any PAC money, which, honestly, it's a smart bet because PACs are insane. PACs. And they put crazy shit out. Right? Like, we've we've talked about this. PACs are, l- PACs are more likely to fuck you at this point. Yeah, so you think so? You say that um, most candidates shouldn't have PACs. Like that would be the the safest way to go. That's how they they're just they use PACs to launder money. Right, right. But that's very true. But it was a PAC that wrote that stupid song for Adam, for Adam Edelin. Yeah, you're right. Laden, Laden. That's always said that was the Laden. biggest ad against PACs. Um, and she's so she's not taking PAC money, and is she not taking any corporate money too? Is that what was said? I don't know if that's true or not. She probably is. She's probably taking a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Like big hemp. I'll take just a little bit. Can uh, I just take little, that big hemp money? Where she? I have I have no idea money. personally. She uh I have no idea either. I've heard people say that. I don't know. And by that I mean I heard I saw one guy in the DMs today or not the DMs, but in the comments say, Laugh out loud, Warren takes corporate money. <laughs> that's my source, so <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I've not looked at her campaign yeah. finance. Stuff. I don't care enough, but somebody could look at both their finances. I think maybe what we're sort of dancing around here is maybe we need an entirely new approach to how we think about presidential elections. Yeah, and about how we think about candidates. You got an idea? I don't yet. I mean, <laughs> we're still using the electoral college. There's just there. We couldn't have. I mean, of course, you already mentioned the constitution. <laughs> Maybe it just, you, you sounded like my Aunt Sheila there for a second. We're still using the electoral college. <laughs> yeah, I'll have I'll have you know your cousin Ashley is dating a beautiful doctor. <laughs> it's just yeah. Um. Maybe we need to start from the premise. Oh, that sounded weird. What was that? Noise? I think uh, some Pops. my mic's Pops off. off. Hello. No, you got unplugged. Oh, okay. Yo, yo. It's your, my head. Your headphones got unplugged. Yo, yo. Where's your head at? Gonna play in Texas. You gotta have the fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is. All right, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, okay, to continue my thought from a second Speaking ago, it was not a very original thought whatsoever. Um, but maybe the point is, maybe we have to start from the premise that every single candidate is dog shit on every issue. 
Yes. <laughs> on every issue. So just look at every candidate as a totally like it's just a like a pile of dog shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um or maybe if it helps you to look at it in terms of graphs, look, on every issue they're bad. They're at a zero. And occasionally they might throw out something that you will like. Canceling student debt, universal health care, something along Important to 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 uh remind ourselves that if you don't know somebody's a fascist they may occasionally say something you agree with <laughs> exactly <laughs> right 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 broken clocks right right twice right. a day so like maybe if you proceed from that position and you approach the presidential election from that standpoint um you will have a better understanding of why the u.s state exists and what it exists to do and how it can be changed and it, you can, as an adult, you know, who is intellectually mature and developed and all these other things, you can hold several ideas in your mind. One is that the entire system has to be burned. <laughs> right? It has to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really see much in it. That yeah. I mean, this is emergent salvage. strategy. Even, even our natural woods need a controlled burn every once in a while. And that's where we're at. <laughs> we need a controlled burn. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's a good... Todd is feeling a different kind of burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your woods need a controlled burn every once right. in a while. We need to burn it out. Phoenix from the ash out of this some bitch. There's no, there's no other path. You have to, you know, um, I guess the term that's usually thrown around is dual power or whatever. Like, uh, maybe the Social Democratic parties, in this case Bernie and the Justice Democrats or whatever, can perhaps create the conditions of a sort of revolutionary moment. But to do that, you'd have to create the other part of the dual power. In this case, I guess, the military. <laughs> There's no other institution currently existing that has the existing infrastructure, the pre-existing infrastructure and hierarchies and, uh, you know, uh, networks of communication and, and information dispersal that the military that's about it and that's what they would use against us in a labor uprising anyway they already have right so i mean i don't know um this is not my theory this is frederick jameson's theory but um you know i don't <laughs> i was wondering why it was so good <laughs> <laughs> you know like i, I i'm way too stupid i was like wait like just a second <laughs> yeah no i think that uh that's I, maybe people would say unions, but I don't know. Like we just in the t in the time that we have, it seems like unions. Look, we we, we started talking about organizing a union at my job today. Good. Well, it got it got so it got so heated. Someone was like, "We should go close the door. Talk about this behind really? a closed Who's, door." Who, really? Damn. Well, I was I'll on one. Put this out there. I'll ask you off camera. I was on one. I don't care. I, I got no shits to give, honey. Uh, my Damn. shits are over. Well, look, Tanya, let me just say that as someone who once said, I got no shits to give, and then... You might end up with a shit to give. It turned out the next day with all my shit in a box. <laughs> um, you know. She's going to play in Texas. Right. Going to Walmart and staring at the rope section like... <laughs> Which one of these will withstand my weight? Like, <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm just saying, take some precautions. <laughs> take some precautions. Oh, I have. I got some precautions. Um, but I got a bunch of Excel sheets. The work at home. Um, the workforce. She is on one. Yeah, she really is. 
I'm on one. I'd say the workforce in this country, though, is unfortunately the vast majority of it is underemployed or unemployed or Underpaid. working for small businesses, which are by their very structure and almost impossible to unionize. Then we probably should look to to maybe another institution to uh, to achieve that. No, it's not my idea. Again. It doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be one or the other. The church. Let's. I guess what church. I'm saying is that if you really want a revolution, which I do, I really, really do, and that's what really brought. That's what I really realized this weekend. Like I want every social relate. I really do want every social relation in this country to just either, if not burn outright, be called into question. Like why do we do the things that we do? Why does this country exist? What purpose does it serve? You know what I mean? Like what is our society? I call like, that Thanksgiving in my family. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to think, if you want a revolution, aka Thanksgiving, <laughs> then um, I think that you should be totally uh, realistic about the fact that the social democratic movement is on is ascendant and it's not going away, and that those of us to the left of it who aren't satisfied with incremental reforms and just things that might make society nicer can exploit that. And it has been done in the past. That's what revolutions are. Revolution is, you know, that's why the, that's where the saying comes from. Revolutions eat their own children. Like, someone can get the foot through the door, and that's good enough. Like, revolutionaries should exploit that. So, I'm just saying that um, you can support Bernie and, and all this other stuff, and I, I'll also, at the same time, want to burn it all down. Because, look, I do... I do want to burn it all down. <laughs> I really do. Well, they do too. You just B E R in it all down, and versus <laughs> B U R in it <laughs> all down. Hey, we're all feeling the burn, one way or the other, baby. Yeah, I guess. The burnies. Right. Why is that though? Like, do you do you think it's a social movement? Do you think it's a like um, an unprecedented social movement that has the potential to bring about some sort of revolution? Do you think we could start a revolution while Bernie's president? And he'd be with us? No. No, I don't think he would be well, with us. That's the question you'd fucking ask yourselves. <laughs> I mean, well, I, it depends what type of revolution you're talking about. Yeah. If we're talking would, about, would he overthrow his own government? If we're, if we're talking about storming the Bastille and cut the king's head off, I'd say he'd have some things to say about that. <laughs> as the king. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. It would It would depend. I don't know. I, I You know, here's my stance on it all. It's just too early to tell. Yeah. And this country's massive. Right now, what I would say is we all just need to have to have some moral clarity and just kind of wait. Don't sit the election out. Vote for, you know, whatever that. But but you got to be dynamic, you know, and, and things are going to change a lot. And there ain't no fucking fault in pushing people to be better, for Christ's sake. If these motherfuckers want the throne of this fucked up empire, <laughs> they can answer a few motherfucking questions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Jesus totally. Christ! Don't come for Bernie. <laughs> Bernie will be okay if he's if he's gonna. Be, you can if, suck on Tom's fat dick. If he's gonna if he's gonna be if he's gonna be the fucking uh, uh, commander in chief of the bloody bloodthirstiest military in the history of the world, he can take some slight criticism. Yeah. from people that more or less agree with him on a lot of things. We only have so much energy every day. Defending Bernie ain't, ain't something we should prioritize. No. That's good to go, you know. Uh, 
It just depends on who, I guess. If it's people like... I mean, I had to talk myself down from defending Beyonce years ago. I had to tell myself, she don't need me. Beyonce don't need me to defend her. <laughs> well, I think it depends on who we're talking about, though. Like, if it's like, <laughs> if it's like rich yuppies who want to preserve the status quo and are scared that Bernie may squash their dreams of one day being able to acquire wealth and whatever, then so yeah. yes, we need to, you we need to defend, lean into that. Yeah, yeah. you gotta defend it. Yeah, that absolutely. But true. if it's <laughs> if it's other leftists then Amongst yeah. ourselves, yes. We that's exactly right. You've got exactly right. It's the three Terrences thing, except for <laughs> with where Bernie's concerned. <laughs> if I'm talking to people out here that see a poll within the working class, they're gonna support Bernie. I need to be out here kind of beating the bushes a little bit for him. And within reason and with, with, with critiques of how he talks about, you know Yeah, that's not I'm not saying things, don't certain things. I'm not saying don't fucking organize your neighbors, goddamn, but you don't have to organize them around a person. There are plenty of issues that Bernie is good on to organize your neighbors around that yeah. you shouldn't have waited for a fucking election to do it. That's very no, true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very true. What I'm just talking about is the people that like see Bernie as this sort of second coming of like the F D R style Democratic Party. You know, mm-hmm. then I can see, you know, having a certain pa- a situation package for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, if I'm just, you know, if I'm punching the clock at Twitter at 8 a.m. <laughs> and checking out at 2 a.m. God In damn. that time frame, in our own little echo chamber, by God, I'll say whatever the fuck I want to. <laughs> I'll call him a son of a bitch. I'll fucking... Uh, Say he's got a tiny bird. I don't care. And we don't need you up in our DMs about it. Well, I do want to point out that um, there's only two times. Hold on a second before you say this. There's only two times I've been chatted on the internet. Okay. And yeah, I I get maybe sometimes we're, you know. Oh, shit. (laughs) Did Pee-Pee just bring a snake in here? Holy fuck, (laughs) Pee-Pee. Holy shit. What kind is it? PB just brought a live ass snake in here. <laughs> God damn, PB. Oh shit. Hold, hold that, Terrence. Hold it. Snakes Ray, baby. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought somebody was coming through the window on us the way you looked. The, they've done this before, and I've had to. By a snake? Yeah. Yeah. But we've all been bit by something. Love. (laughs) Snakes. Lord, have mercy. That was so funny. PB's licking her lips like, what the fuck's your problem, dude? That was my dinner, you sons of bitches. Took my score. PB's pissed with you. Wow, that's the first snake I've seen of the season. Anyways, what were you saying, Tom? Brought right into the living room. Sorry. Um, the only, oh, the only two times I've been chatted on the internet. One for making fun of Pat the Burner. <laughs> I don't remember that. And I man, maybe that was some bullshit on my part. I'll concede. Okay. <laughs> I don't know Pat. Maybe Pat's a hell of a Tom guy. Tom made fun of some fucking nerd. And then the other time was when any time we venture into the realm of, of our bit about doing DNA testing for Cherokee and Melungeon heritage, yeah. Invariably, somebody gets mad about that. That's probably really or or you know they do it in a sort of you know friendly way, but it's like 
I appreciate that. I know what you're trying to say, but don't step on the bed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Wait, what are they? What, what's their take? No, no, no. I'm not trying to air anybody out. I was just saying that. The take is, um, as well as I understand it. Oh, they're just fucking doing yard work outside. The take is that, um, that you can't define sort of native ancestry through DNA. Western sort of science, DNA science and stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, certain tribes pick who they want to be part of their tribe and whatever. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Which presents a huge problem for us in our... Um, in our bits? In our quest to... Yes, exactly. <laughs> in our quest to prevent white people in eastern Kentucky <laughs> from claiming that they're native when they clearly are not... <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, that 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 puts a hole in your sitcom, your fucking reality show. Not 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 really. <laughs> Me. Good point. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I the last time I was on the show, I was talking about how angry and irritated I've been with poverty cosplay lately. It's just a recurring theme. One day I might be tired of being upset. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a constant at this point, but it's, it's constant irritability. But I was talking about how pissed off I get when people refer to trailers as tiny houses and, like, <laughs> this bullshit. And, of course... Which I didn't know until you had said last... I've never heard anybody do that. But I also don't go to the same places you go to in terms of, like, where people would be talking about. Where people would simultaneously know what a trailer house, house is and a tiny house. Like, like I'm a, usually in one camp or the other. Yeah. People who only... <laughs> does that make sense? All right. None of the two shall meet. Right. Which me and my mom love HGTV, and we have joked plenty about trailers since we lived in one my whole life. Uh, trailers being the original open concept of these like HTV homes, HGTV homes, and all this shit. But over like just the over romanticizing of trailers. Is I don't know. I I need to think through why it's making me so angry at this time. But the point was not that trailers suck. That was not the point. Mm -hmm. And Twitter has. I see what you mean. The thing is, it's like I told you. It's a classic. It's a classic example of uh, people b thinking they're in on the bit. And it's like Charlie Murphy. It's like that thing. It's like a. Uh, yeah, and like Sorry. trailer parks, that that is like cream de la crop community is a trailer park. People ain't to be fucked with. I've only lived in the housing projects or the trailer. Yeah. So I've experienced the two communities, <laughs> and I can say that. <laughs> yeah, there. I would. I wouldn't have wanted. I don't think to grow up any other way. Remember that kid I was dry snitching on a while back? It lives in my sister's trailer park. You gotta be more specific. I do remember. That's all that. you do is dry snitch. <laughs> he just got out of jail recently. God love him. But um, she complains about him all the time. You know, she acts like she hates him because I love him, and so it's just like she has to, she has to hate on him because I love him so much. Yeah. And she called is this me. This the gay dude. Yeah, yeah. And she called me the night. She's like, "Well, you'll love this." <laughs> she said that. Uh, she was out on the porch or something and she heard people hollering and so she walked down the steps to see what was going on and he was like running toward her house and this big old truck was coming down the road and they were like cussing out the window and then the truck part and he was just like she said he was talking fast she couldn't hear understand what he was saying but he was like these people la 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 and they got out of the truck 
um, close to her house. And they were like, and she was like, uh, 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 don't bring that bullshit over here. You take it on somewhere else. Like, just telling them to get off her fucking property, get away from her. And then they started just popping off about he stole from them or all this bullshit. She said, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck back in your truck and take it somewhere else. You don't live here. We live here. Get the fuck out of here. And she said that boy took one more step and she screamed, Jacob, which is her boyfriend. And she said they took off, got in the truck and left before Jacob could even get out of the house. But she was like... But she just like instantly, Mama Bear. funny if Jacob would have came out and just been like the most puny dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna no, have to ask no, you guys, guys to get leave. away now, please. But yeah, they had already took off. She run them off before he didn't even come out there. But she was like, "I protected old dumbass." Even just because I didn't want them over here starting a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I always wondered how I would react in a situation like that. Like, I was dating somebody and she was like, "Terrence, get out of here!" And I was like, "Hey, guys." <laughs> I don't think I have this. Seems to be the problem. You know, here. I could turn snakes ray on, but that's that only works with like one on one. You know, if you're snakes outnumbered, you're fucked. Well, that's probably the case with everybody. Surely you've picked up a few good moves from Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I pulled out that a few. Knee. Of <laughs> All right. Well, let's we should end this because the fucking people are doing yard shit outside. And PB brought a snake in. Next I mean, door. we're fucking That's doomed in here. No, That's a sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, maybe we didn't cover everything we set out to do, but... Uh that's the that's the beauty of podcasting. There's always a, next. It's an ongoing conversation. <laughs> a little more content. Uh, please check out our Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. All kinds of great content there. Um, and uh, we thank you for listening. Yeah, we got any parting words? Either of you? We a little dead today. We're a little dead today, aren't we? I have a sinus headache. I'm depressed because I got thoroughly shook this weekend. So just from being around a bunch of fascists. Just from like you didn't. Even, you couldn't even hook up. You couldn't even manage that at the wedding. That's what you're bummed about. The streaks over the yeah. Cal Ripken of <laughs> wedding hookups. Yeah, this one. <laughs> That's Iron really Man, the problem. He don't want to come out come with to it. An end. That might be. Part he of couldn't that. snag a fucking bridesmaid. That wasn't even on the table because <laughs> there were no bridesmaids. Uh, okay. But um, it was just this really lonely feeling, like oh, I've changed a lot, and you know that that world is dead to me. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's never coming back. To be a good comedian, you have to be relatable. You need to get more relatable. You're right. Fuck. You've gotten too unrelatable. I've gotten too unrelatable. You're right. Living in this cabin, being unemployed. <laughs> what? What? That, that will make you unrelatable, unfortunately. Well, we'll 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 fix it with Trillbilly Days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, to come. We'll check out our Patreon uh, and go support us there. Five dollars a month. You'll get a few. You'll get an episode every Sunday. We know you like that. And maybe one day you'll get a t-shirt. Maybe one day you'll get a t-shirt. You love that. <laughs> you have no idea the anguish I went through this whole process, and you just love it. Just laughing at it. I did too. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> you have to admit that this is hysterical, that this whole t-shirt debacle is classic sex. It is classic sex, for sure. It's so classic. It's so classic. Oh god. Fucking over promising and under delivering. Vintage sexton. Anyway. Alright. 
Go check out the Patreon, everybody. Please, the good shit's over there. Mostly yeah. me. Hey. That's right. It has, that's very true, actually. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>